You're listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show, where wealth is empowering, purpose is crucial, and high vibes are non-negotiable. And now, here's your host, certified business coach and practical woo strategist, Sarah J. Larrero. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Up Level Your Online Business Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Literally every single time that I sit down to record a podcast episode, I'm just so excited to share with you such incredible things that I've learned throughout the years, so many things that I'm currently working on, and obviously so many things that I also come across when talking to so many of you in my community. And one of the biggest things that often stops people from even starting their online business is dealing with criticism and being afraid of the criticism, being afraid of the backlash. And I remember this. I remember this exact feeling when I first started and it doesn't necessarily go away. And I wanted to take up this episode to really talk to you about why that criticism is there and how you can shift your perspective entirely around it. Now, I often say new level, new devil, and I think it's so, it's so fitting here for dealing with criticism as well. And when I first started in online business, which was back in 2014, 2015, I was really terrified of negative comments. I was really terrified of even putting myself out there because I didn't want people to have anything negative to say about me. I wanted everyone to like me, right? I think we all do. We all crave that type of human connection. And the more people that we, that like us, the more we feel like we truly belong and that we're truly connected in the world. And oftentimes we can receive like 10 compliments, but if we receive one negative piece of criticism, we focus on that piece of criticism and it's because of our innate human nature to belong. So the first thing about criticism and really understanding it is understanding why it is that we hate it so much, why we cannot stand to be criticized, why we cannot stand to be disliked. And then the second thing to understand here as well is that we are living in a world with so many beautiful, diverse opinions, beautiful, diverse cultures. There's just so much human diversity, which I think is absolutely incredible to the point where, of course, not everyone's going to agree on everything because everyone has their specific way of being, right? We have different religions. We have different practices of spirituality. We have different traditions. We have different family makeups and that's all okay. And the more that we can understand and truly accept each other, the the more peace we're ultimately going to have in this world, which as we've seen is definitely not the case in especially what's happening this year. So if we look at our innate desire to be liked and to belong, but then also look at how different everyone is in the world and how many different opinions have, have started to come about. I mean, if we think about even our mothers or our grandmothers or our fathers or our grandfathers and at their age, like in, in their, in their days in the world, there wasn't a lot of diversity. We didn't even accept human diversity. Right. And so we've reached a stage, especially within social media that 
everyone's out there having their own opinions. And not to mention that it's so much easier because everyone is online. We have all of our, you know, keyboard warriors out there. It's so much easier to criticize someone. It's so much easier to blame someone when you don't even know who they are, where you can't even feel the impact uh, that your comments have on their energy, on, on their way of being. Of course, so many people wouldn't do these types of things in real life. But because we're so far away from each other, it almost feels like the person on the other side of the screen is inhuman, right? And so that's also why so many people kind of take to their keyboards and provide negative comments, negative feedback. And so understanding all of those things, I think, is is the first piece of understanding why it is that one, we find criticism so harsh, we're so afraid of it, but also two, why it's so easy to do online. But there's also so much to unpack in terms of human behavior, which I'm going to try to do the best I possibly can at with this episode, uh, so that you can reach a point where you actually even enjoy the criticism because having the criticism means something really good about your brand. There are so many big steps that you take in your business. And like I said, new level, new devil. And there's, there's always another level of visibility that we're always going to fear. And that's going to bring us a little bit more of that harsh feedback. I remember specifically my first few levels of business, which was starting a website, starting a blog and starting my Instagram account and posting about health and wellness, which is what I was doing at the time and being so terrified that people were going to criticize me, that I was going to get judged, that I was going to get negative comments. And it didn't really happen in the beginning. And I think one of the reasons why it didn't happen so much in the beginning was because I just was not visible enough. I wasn't doing enough outreach. And so that's one of the first things is if you're getting criticism, chances are you're doing something right because you are being seen. Right. If even if we just look in the online space, it's so easy for people to judge each other. It's so easy for people to send negative comments your way. Like DMs are just so easy to make, right? I'm sure that if you followed any influencers, you know that they talk frequently about how much hateful feedback they get almost on a daily basis. And so the reason why they're getting so much of it is because they're so visible. And so if you haven't received any negative feedback yet or any negative comments, I always say you're not visible enough. Okay. And that was exactly what was happening with me. I did all of the things. Sure. People were probably talking about me whispering, Ooh, like, look what Sarah's doing. You know, she's having this online business thing. I just saw that she posted this thing, but no one was doing it to my face as of, of that, as of that specific moment. And the minute that I started doing Facebook ads and really starting to scale my Facebook ads when I started to get fully booked. So, and, and I think this is a really great perspective. When I started to get fully booked in my first online business, and I started doing Facebook ads. The reason why I was able to get fully booked, by the way, was because I was being more visible and I had more of a message, more of a a complete solid message. And the more I did Facebook ads, the more I actually did get negative feedback. I I remember one of my very first negative emails that I received in relation to uh, my welcome email series was from someone who was offended about the fact that I was talking about how if you just sit on your couch and watching Netflix all night and eating ice cream, you know, you're not going to get to your yoga goals because you are just sitting on your couch watching uh, watching Netflix eating ice cream. It's such a simple thing, right? 
it's such a simple thing. But if someone feels really, really identified with the simple thing that you're talking about, they can get offended about it. And it's not necessarily about you. It's about them. Right. And so over time, I started getting maybe like one negative email, maybe once a month, something along those lines. And, you know, the first few times that that happened, I was just like, oh my goodness, I need to apologize to all of these people. I can't believe that I offended them so much. Right. And it was this, this burning urge for me to be well liked by everyone. I had to protect my image. I had to protect my reputation. And I will never forget the day where I had such a beautiful online platform and I was, I had such a beautiful message about women and having a yoga body for life. And I remember my specific words were yoga body for life. And the vast majority of people were like, Ooh, I totally understand this, especially because they'd read into all of the content that I had. My content about having a yoga body for life was really having a body that was strong, a body that was flexible, a body that was capable and a body that felt good from the inside out. But if someone was only to read the top title of that, you can easily misjudge and misidentify what my message was just because it said yoga body. And a lot of people sexualize yoga bodies. And so I will never forget, I had a friend or someone who I thought was a friend who was living in Toronto at the time. And I had gone, you know, gone out to lunch with her, gone to a few yoga classes with her. And I, you know, I just, I thought that we understood each other. I thought that we were friends. And one day she sent me a DM stating all of the reasons why she was now going to unfollow me because of the fact that I was portraying something that was not genuine and something that was not empowering women to love their bodies. And it was really, really tough for me to receive. It was really tough for me to receive that criticism. I cried for days. If it was someone who I didn't know at all, I probably would have, it probably wouldn't have been as hard for me. But I had to look at that entire message and I had a conversation with her. And at first I was, you know, trying to tell her, no, 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 you have it wrong. You don't understand. I don't think that you've been reading into everything that I've been talking about. I was trying to prove to her, you know, my innocence or my, my, my ability to be liked and, and how my message was not at all what she thought my message was. And then I just realized I reached a point in that conversation where I was like, you know what? She doesn't need to understand. It is completely pointless for me to try and tell her what it is that I was doing, especially because her mind was already made up. She was already going to unfollow me. She was already going to take me out of her life because of this opinion that now she had created about my brand and my messaging. And so I looked at that. And at the time, I was just so distraught with it that I went and I talked to so many of my fellow yoga teachers and wellness coaches. And I asked them, I was like, do you think my message is offensive and unempowering for women? And each and every one of them was like, no, (laughs) I don't think that at all. I, I, I love your message. I find it really inspiring. And so it was really helpful for me to kind of just have that shift of, okay, well, one person can read a message and feel like it's completely degrading and feel like it's disempowering. Whereas another person can read that exact same message and they can feel like it's totally meant for them. that Like it's the most motivating thing that they've ever heard. 
And that's when I really sat with myself. And I think the most important thing that you want to realize with criticism is what do you believe? Do you believe that this is a bad message? And so I had to really sit with myself as well. And I had to ask myself, do I believe that helping women tone their bodies with yoga is degrading and disempowering? And I said, well, you know, F no, (laughs) right? I do not believe that at all. I love doing my yoga. I love doing my handstands and, and seeing the tone in my body. I loved all of those things. And that does not mean that I was, you know, void of self-love. Sure. Some people cannot see those messages because they need to have a lot more self-compassion with their bodies and they need to stop body shaming. And so maybe seeing a skinny girl doing yoga online is not the type of person that they need to hear. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that my message is wrong. That doesn't mean that what I'm doing isn't positively impacting hundreds and hundreds of women. And so when I fully stepped into that and fully became accountable for what I was doing, I realized that it's it's okay to experience this type, kind of criticism because not everyone's going to agree with you. And so that was one of my, I think that was probably one of the hardest lessons that I've ever received with criticism. And thankfully it happened to me and it happened to me at that point in time because I grew so much stronger because of it. And as I grow in my own visibility, as I create more ways to share my message, I get more negative feedback. It's just something that happens. Of course, you also need to look at what it is that you're claiming and what it is that you're talking about. And if it's something that you truly believe, because if you're not 100% convinced in the thing that you are offering, then that criticism is going to dig so much deeper for you. I often say that criticism is our opportunity to understand what is going on internally and our reaction to the criticism is an opportunity for us to understand what is going on internally. And it's an opportunity for us to grow. It's an opportunity to us for us to evolve and really truly look at what's going on inside of us. Today's episode is brought to you by the rapid expansion method, which is the proven 90 day program to help you sign on consistent higher paying clients and hit that six figure mark in your business with more leadership alignment and flow. So if you are either brand spanking new to your service-based business, or you are having trouble breaking the two to three K mark per month, you need this program. We go all in on exact strategies that you need to sell yourself online and to book out your services solid. Find out what social media strategies are the best for you and your niche while also being surrounded by brilliant female entrepreneurs who are go-getters just like you and are committed to your success. You can find out more about this incredible program at sarahjlorero.com forward slash the rapid expansion method, or go ahead and look over into our show notes for more information. Going back to my story about uh, the yoga body, developing a yoga body for life, I probably had my own internal battles with that because I was so afraid of offending other people 
and I wanted to be well-liked, that of course that criticism came really hard on me because I also know deep inside within myself that I don't want to be a body shamer, right? Like that's not what I want to do. That is not part of my message. So I had to really go inside of myself and really make sure that I was also speaking from a place of my own truth and recognizing my own truth. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper here as well, because I think this is so important. When you are focused on other people liking you, and when you're focused on making sure that you don't get any criticism, it's oftentimes because we don't like ourselves. Okay. So I'm going to say that again, when we are focused so much on having other people like us, it's oftentimes because there's an unexamined part of ourselves that doesn't truly love who we are. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person or that you're doing something bad. It just means that in order for you to fully heal that expectation of other, everyone else needs to like me, I first need to like myself. I first need to trust myself. And that expands into, I need to like and trust the thing that I'm saying, and you need to stand by it 110%. So basically, in order for us to heal externally, we need to first heal internally and understand what our triggers are. And one of the things, one of the examples that I love the most here is, if you are a short person, if you are super short, and if someone comes up to you and says, oh, you're so tall, I can't believe how tall you are, in a really negative way, you're really going to be like, what is this person's problem? I don't understand that. Like, you might even chuckle a little bit because internally you're like, no, 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 I'm short, right? But on the flip side, if you're really tall and someone comes up to you and says, you're really tall as if it's something gross or something to be ashamed of, you're probably going to go back to all of those internalized, all of those repressed feelings that you have maybe of when you were little and everyone was saying that you were too tall and how you now equate being too tall to being unattractive, being specific things that you don't want to relate to. And so that criticism is going to hit you so much harder. It's the exact same person saying the exact same thing, exact same hateful, negative way of saying it. But one person's going to internalize it and the other one is not. And the reason why one person's going to internalize it is because of their deep rooted insecurities around that thing. And so if you relate this to business as well, Let's say, for example, you're sending out cold DMs. You think that they were the nicest cold DM in the world. And trust me, I have done this. (laughs) I have sent out super nice cold DMs that are very, very personalized to the people we send them to. And we get a ton of responses, ton of super, super sweet responses. A lot of my clients always say, oh my goodness, like that was made for me. I, I, I was praying for someone like you and you came and oops, you slid into my DMs. But then we have other people saying really negative things about them, right? Like really questioning a lot of the things that I'm doing as a business owner or just saying, you know, that just totally looks like you sent that to a hundred other people. We actually don't, we never do, but you're sending the exact same message to a whole bunch of people. And it's the same thing. If you do Facebook ads, if you do email funnels, whatever it is, cold DMs is just one example. You're sending the exact same message you're sending the exact same Facebook ad to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And the vast majority of those people aren't even going to care about the Facebook ad, right? And that's just the reality of marketing. You're going to get so many more people who don't care. And then a lot more people knows, but then out of those knows, you're going to have your hell yeses as well. And so 
part of marketing is, is finding, looking for your hell yeses, looking for the people who totally resonate with you. You don't know if someone totally resonates with you when you first put out your Facebook ad or when you first send out a DM to someone. It's just impossible for you to know what energy they're going to be charged with, how much of a bad day they've had so much, how much of a good day they've had when they received your message. So the, the actual response isn't necessarily about you. It's more about them. And we say this constantly in coaching, right? Whatever someone has to say about you is more about them. It reflects more on them and who they are as an individual than it reflects on you. So you can have someone say something totally mean to you, but it's not yours to receive. Like it's, it's not your thing to internalize. That does not need to be your thing to internalize. It's theirs. They're the one who's saying negative things, right? They're the ones who feel the need to accept a request and then say something super negative and degrading to you to disempower you. What does that say about you? Well, nothing, because you just had this really nice intention of sending out this really nice message. They had the intention to purposely reply to this message with something really mean, right? And a lot of people even try to make excuses for their meanness to say, well, and this especially happens with women. Women are so much more likely to be attacked in terms of their ethics and morals than men. We're on this like golden standard of women cannot mess up. Women have to be a specific way or else we get shamed. We get shamed so much in the online space. And so if someone's trying to shame you or purposely coming in with that intent, is that to do with you or is that to do with them? Is it really about you or is it about the type of day that they're having? Is it about the insecurity that they have? Is it about something that's going on inside of them that's making them hurt someone else? I often hear the saying, hurt people, hurt people all over the internet. And I couldn't agree more. If someone's hurt, that's usually when they're going to go out and create that negative comment. Successful people and people who are doing more than you are never going to be the people who are criticizing you, the people who are trying to disempower you. No, no, no. Those people are way too busy doing their own thing and they know just how hard it is to be in your position. So much, it's much more likely that that person's going to be cheering you on or that maybe they don't even have the time to look at your message and that's totally fine. Maybe they're not even opening your emails and that's totally fine. But the person who has that negative comment and that negative criticism, that's on them. It's not on you. And if you do get triggered by it, that's also not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing for you to be triggered. It's just opening up something inside of you that you're perhaps repressing that it's time to look at, right? How much do I love myself? How much do I truthfully accept myself? And only when I fully love and accept myself, can I then accept this criticism and say, okay, this is your opinion and you're totally, you know, entitled to your opinion, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to agree with your opinion. And it also doesn't mean that I have to be complacent with your opinion. And it also doesn't mean that I have to continue to speak to someone who, who's going to berate me. Right. And when we, when you start to look at things this way, and when you start to look at, okay, maybe it's not actually what I said, maybe it's someone else's reaction then this starts to become a numbers game. And this is when it actually starts to become so much more empowering for you. Because the more that you get visible, the more hate you're naturally going to get. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. I always remember thinking to myself when I was only teaching yoga, 
wow, you know what? If I was a business coach or was, if I was a coach, people wouldn't be saying this because there's automatically this, this other standard for coaches or for business coaches or for people who are in B2B. There's automatically this other standard that isn't um, always trying to make women more moral or more ethical or shaming them for, for those types of things. And then I came into business coaching and I realized that it was the exact same because it wasn't about what you're doing. It has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with other people who are just expressing their own wounds. And so the reason that I call this po- podcast episode, how to be motivated by your toughest critics is because when you do the work, when you do the internal work to make sure that you love and accept yourself unconditionally and that you're 110% behind your message. And when you work on your own mindset and your own reprogramming, you can take a look at those messages and you can still be triggered by them. But then you also accept the fact that, wow, if I'm getting this many negative messages, I must be doing something right because I'm now sharing my story with more and more people, right? Even Mother Teresa, even people did not like Mother Teresa. Okay. So if people didn't like Mother Teresa, what makes you think everyone's going to like you? <laughs> right? I always think that to myself. It's just like, okay, well, even the nicest, most caring, most moral, most ethical people in this entire world, people didn't like them. People had something bad to say about them. And I'm sure that Mother Teresa had a whole bunch of people who did not like what she did. And the reason why she had so many people who didn't like what she did is because she reached millions of people, right? When you're reaching millions, you're going to have thousands of people who have something negative to say about you. When you're only reaching a hundred people, maybe you only have one person who has something negative to say about you. Maybe you don't have anyone who has something negative to say about you, but that is not an indication that you're doing really well. That's an indication that you haven't spread your message enough, that you haven't shared your thoughts enough that you haven't really found the amazing strength in your own voice. And so the way that you become more motivated by your toughest critics is by understanding that the more critics that you get, the more visible you are and the more of an amazing impact and incredible change you can create for the world that you can create for your clients, that you can create for everyone who crosses your path. And also recognize that when you do that deep internal work, you're going to feel so good about that criticism because you're going to be like, wow, this doesn't even matter to me anymore. Maybe a few years ago, this would have completely broken me, but now it doesn't matter. And if I were to get that exact same message from that exact same girl who I had hung out with back in Toronto, if that exact same situation were to happen now, I would have just been like, man, I feel so sorry for her. I thought I knew her really well. I didn't, I didn't know that she was so judgmental. Wow. She really has a closed off mind. And I would have basically been more confused about her actions than I would have been confused about my own. And that's because I stand by my message. I stand by who I am. I've done that internal work. And so those types of messages are no longer as triggering. Of course, sometimes they still are triggering. And I think that it's really important that we normalize that process. We normalize the fact that we all just want to belong. We all just want to be liked and there's nothing wrong with that. That's an innately human experience. But when you don't have to have days that you spend mulling over that criticism, that's when you know that you've been truly set free. That's when you know that you are embodying that leader. So if you have not felt that way yet, 
And if you have not gotten any criticism from your work yet, then I challenge you to get more visible, touch more people, outreach to more people, do more Facebook ads, do more outreach, write more comments, ask more podcasts (laughs) to be a guest on their podcast, get more criticism, get more criticism because the more criticism that you have, that automatically means, especially for the people who are listening to this, because I know that you are an amazing person. I know that you're an amazing human and I know that you're out there to do good in this world or else you wouldn't be listening to this stuff. So we already both know that you are a really good human and that you're up to really great things. So all of that criticism that comes up, yeah, maybe some of it, maybe you do mess up here and there, and then you admit to your mistakes and that criticism helps to show you, hmm, that was out of character for me. But for the most part, that criticism is just going to be a reminder for you. You're sharing your message enough that you are going big enough. And that is how to be motivated by your toughest critics. I hope that this struck a chord with you. I know it did with me. I've been so excited to do this episode for you. So if you have related to this, please send me a message on Instagram. It's at Sarah without an H, J-L-O-U-R-E-I-R-O. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Uplevel Your Online Business Show. If you enjoy our show and would like the show notes and free goodies about how to grow your online coaching business, head over to sarahjlorero.com for more information. We hope you'll tune in next time.